This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, June 24th, 2022, I'm Sequoia Ware. And I'm David Atkins. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, the Supreme Court has passed a ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. On your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Rebecca Law will be in with a Huntington Metro weather forecast, and the current temperature outside is a sunny 87 degrees. And now on to our top story. The U.S. Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, the 1973 decision that had provided a constitutional right to abortion. Today's ruling is expected to lead to abortion bans in roughly half the states. In anticipation of the decision, several several states, led by Democrats, have taken steps to protect abortion access. The decision also sets up the potential for legal fights between the states over whether providers and those who help women obtain abortions can be sued or prosecuted. The end of constitutional protections for abortions in the United States has emboldened abortion opponents around the world. While advocates of abortion rights worry the Supreme Court ruling could threaten recent moves toward legalization in their countries. Argentina activist Ruth Serbrigan says today's ruling, quote, shows that these types of rights are always at risk of being steamrolled, unquote. In El Salvador, anti-abortion campaigner Sarah Laren expresses hope the ruling will help make it possible to, quote, abolish abortion in the United States and throughout the world, unquote. President Joe Biden is vowing to try to preserve access to abortion after the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade. He's calling for voters to elect more Democrats who would safeguard rights upended by the court's decision. Short of that, his options are limited. Biden assailed the ruling saying other legal precedents, ensuring same-sex marriage and access to birth control, could also be at risk. He says, quote, this is an extreme and dangerous path this court is taking us on, unquote. Republicans and conservative leaders celebrated the accumulation of a decades-long campaign to undo the nationwide legalization of abortion that began with Roe v. Wade in 1973. The Supreme Court's decision to end the constitutionally right, the constitutional right to abortion likely will lead to legal battles as already divided states grapple with the new landscape of abortion access. Even before today's opinion, lawmakers, activists, and legal scholars were arguing over whether Republican-led states can enforce abortion bans beyond their borders. The speculation could soon become reality as abortion opponents become more emboldened to try novel approaches to prevent women from crossing state lines to get an abortion. The U.S. Supreme Court's decision allowing states to ban abortion is stirring alarm among LGBTQ advocates. They fear that the ruling could someday allow a rollback of legal protections for gay relationships, including the right for same-sex couples to marry. In the majority opinion issued Friday that overturns the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, Justice Samuel Alito said the decision applied to only to abortion. But critics of the court's conservative majority discounted that statement. 
And in a separate occurring opinion, Justice Clarence Thompson said the court should review other presidents, including its 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage and a 2003 decision striking down laws criminalizing gay sex. Coming up, authorities say six people were killed in a helicopter crash on a rural West Virginia road. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Loop takes it away. He has a two-on-one. Gets it up to Kelly, and Kelly slams it home off the right side. Gordon chips it to Matt Freeman, and Freeman spots up and scores. Matt Freeman, golden goal for the herd, and the herd is still alive. Quarter spot up three. That's on the way in and out of the cylinder. No good. But Scott with the follow, the finish, and the foul. Down to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, the 10, 5. Touchdown, Thundering Herd. A 93-yard kickoff return for the redshirt senior, DeAndre Reeves. Cosito sends it near side in the near side corner, and it's a goal in the win for Marshall. One-two delivery on the way. This one's set for a ride. Dropping back at the wall. Northley looks up. Watch it fly. It's out of here. A home run. A walk-off two-run bomb from Emily Cooper. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Sequoia Ware. And I'm David Atkins. A federal appeals court has denied a request from a company building a natural gas pipeline in Virginia and West Virginia to have a new panel of judges reconsider permits that have been struck down repeatedly. The Associated Press reports that the Fourth Circuit U.S. A U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denied the motion for Mountain Valley Pipeline in a one-sentence order filed late Wednesday. Last month, the company filed a motion asking for a new panel to be assigned at random. While judges can sometimes remain with cases when they come up again, the company asserted that the circuit didn't follow its operating procedures. A large aluminum plant in Kentucky is temporarily halting production and laying off more than 600 workers due to rising energy costs. Century Aluminum has announced plans to shut down its Hawesville smelter for 9 to 12 months starting in August. The plant with about 628 workers is the second largest employer in Hancock County. Century Aluminum says said the Hawesville plant is the largest, quote, U.S. smelter and the largest producer of high-purity primary aluminum in North America, unquote. An Ohio man convicted of striking and killing a man in the man's young daughter with his SUV has been sentenced to life in prison. The Associated Press reports 37-year-old Sean Allen of Canton remained defiant during his sentencing today in Akron and continues to make his innocence. 
His attorneys say there was no physical evidence tying him to a hit and run in June 2020 that killed 43-year-old Horace Lee and 21-month-old Azara Tugger. Lee was pushing the girl in a stroller. Their bodies were found in Akron in an Akron driveway the next morning. Workforce West Virginia says some people in the state are reporting they have received fraudulent text offering payments. The text messages claim to be associated with the Job Jumpstart program and say the recipient has a payment available, then asks for the person to click on the link. Workforce says the website is also fraudulent and dangerous. The agency says it does not send text messages to Job Jumpstart applicants or claimants. It said the text messages are fraudulent and shouldn't be responded to or clicked. Workforce West Virginia is a division of the State Department of Commerce. Authorities say six people were killed in a helicopter crash on a rural road in West Virginia. The Vietnam-era helicopter crashed along Route 17 in Logan County on Wednesday. County Emergency Ambulance Service Executive Ray Bryant says all six on board were killed. The crash occurred during a reunion for helicopter enthusiasts. A nearby resident said he saw the smoke and flames and got close enough to see a man trapped inside but couldn't reach him. The Federal Aviation Administration said the crash of the Bell UH-1B helicopter will be investigated by the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board. Coming up next, Wisconsin's 1849 law that bans abortion possibly implemented. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Oak Field at Dale Park. At the UK Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL FM, Huntington. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Sequoia Ware. And I'm David Atkins. Doctors across Wisconsin have stopped providing abortions, even as questions remain about the enforceability of a 173-year-old of a state ban. The state's abortion providers took the step today, immediately after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down its 1973 Road versus Wade decision that guaranteed the right to abortion nationwide. Wisconsin has an 1849 law that bans abortions, except to save the life of the mother, but whether the law is enforceable is expected to be challenged in court. Planned Parenthood Wisconsin Medical Director Kathy King says nearly 70 women had abortion procedures scheduled for Friday 
and Saturday, but that the group instead helped those women make appointments for abortions in states where it's legal. Four Democratic lawmakers are asking federal regulators to investigate Apple and Google for allegedly deceiving mobile phone users by collecting and selling their personal data. Their call comes as Supreme Court ended the constitutional protections for abortion today. The court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade is expected to lead to abortion bans in about half the states, and privacy experts say that that could make women vulnerable as their personal data could be used to surveil pregnancies and shared with police or sold to vigilantes. The request for an investigation of the two California-based tech giants come in a letter to Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena Kahn. The House January 6th committee began its work under deep political skepticism. A lingering question was, a, was what more could be said about the Capitol riot. The answer, it turns out, is quite a lot. The committee's public hearings are showing just how close the United States came to a constitutional crisis when President Donald Trump refused to admit his election defeat. He tried to stop Democrat Joe Biden from being the winner and then summoned a mob to the Capitol. The hearings carry echoes of Watergate and are showcasing the civic decency of officials who did their jobs despite grave risks. County commissioners across Nevada are holding public meetings ahead of a midnight deadline to sign off on results from the June 14th primary. In Reno, Washoe County, dozens of residents urged commissioners not to certify, repeating many of the false claims and conspiracy theories that nearly derailed the certification process in New Mexico last week. After nearly two hours of public comments, commissioners voted 4-1 to one to certify results. By midday, 13 other Nevada counties had also voted to certify. Later today, commissioners in tiny Esmeralda County plan to hand count all 317 ballots that were casted after residents raised concerns at their certification meeting earlier in the week. Americans are reacting with anger, joy, fear, and confusion after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The chasm over the issue is on full display. Abortion rights supporters are condemning the decision as cruel and calling it a dark day in history. Abortion foes say it will save countless lives. In its ruling, the high court eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion that has stood for half a century, instead leaving the issue up to the states. Roughly half are likely to ban the procedure. The abortion issue is expected to galvanize voters on both sides in the fall elections. In Alabama, the state's three abortion clinics stopped performing the procedure for fear providers would not be prosecuted, would now be prosecuted under a law dating to 1951. Coming up next, your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. 
time at WMUL Marshall University. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Sequoia Ware. An aftershock has taken more lives and threatened to pile even more misery on an area of eastern Afghanistan, reeling from a powerful earthquake that state media said killed 1,150 people this week. Wednesday's magnitude 6 quake killed 121 children when it struck a remote mountainous region already grappling with staggering poverty. It comes at a time when the country as a whole is spiraling deeper into an economic crisis after many countries pulled back critical financing and development aid in the wake of the Taliban takeover. Pakistan's meteorological department reported a new 4.2 magnitude quake on today. In Afghanistan, the state-run Bakhtar news agency reported it took five more lives in the hard-hit Guyan district. Qatar's Amir has arrived in Cairo. His first visit to the country following years of freight ties and a boycott of Doha by four Arab states, including Egypt. Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani has greeted at the airport on Friday by President Abdel Fattah El Sisi, a courtesy only granted to leaders of heavyweight allies. Local media reports say the two are to discuss key regional issues on Saturday ahead of President Joe Biden's anticipated trip to the Middle East next month and ways to further improve bilateral diplomatic and economic relations. The emir's visit came less than two months after his government announced that it would invest $5 billion in Egypt. With an eye on the upcoming July 4th weekend, airlines are stepping up their criticism of federal officials over recent widespread flight delays and cancellations. The industry trade group Airlines for America said today that understaffing at the Federal Aviation Administration is crippling traffic along the East Coast. The airlines say they are doing everything they can to keep customers happy, including hiring more pilots and customer service agents. The airlines are pushing back a week after Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg called them to a virtual meeting and threatened to punish careers that failed to meet consumer protection standards. Two members of a loose-knit group of dissident artists have been sentenced to prison in Cuba. The prosecutor's office said today that Michael Castillo has was sentenced to nine years for attacks and defamation against the country's institutions, while Luis Manuel Atero Alcantara got five years for insulting national symbols. Both were involved with the so-called San Isidro movement that had attracted unusual wide support among prominent Cuban artists. Casillos helped compose the Latin Grammy-winning song Patria y Vida, or Fatherland and Life. Its twist on the Communist Party slogan, quote, Fatherland or Death, unquote, made it a sort of opposition anthem. The Democratic governors of California, Washington, and Oregon today vowed to protect reproductive rights and help women who travel to the West Coast seeking abortions following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The three states issued a joint multi-state com- 
commitment, pledging to work together to defend patients and medical professionals providing reproductive health care. They also vowed to, quote, protect against judicial and local law enforcement cooperations with out-of-state investigations, inquiries, and arrests, unquote, regarding abortions performed in their states. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and we'll be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines and don't be surprised when he doesn't. Oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. I want my Broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently, it is a sunny 87 degrees. Today, we have a high of 87 and a low of 60 degrees. Mr. Sunshine has come out in full force today, and this evening, Miss Moon can be easily seen through mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 90 and a low of 70 degrees. During the day, there will be a few afternoon clouds, and the clouds will increase overnight. On Sunday, we will have a high of 87 and a low of 63 degrees. In the afternoon, there is a 50% chance of scattered thunderstorms, and we are being warned there will likely be strong gusts of winds in these afternoon storms. The storms will almost certainly continue into the evening, however, the winds should calm down. Today in weather history, the temperature at the Kansas City International Airport hit 103 degrees. It was the fifth of six straight days with a 100-degree temperature or more, a record for the month of June. Four of the days are still record-holding temperatures. Thank you, weather.com and weather.gov for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 87 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. A regional governor in eastern Ukraine says the country's troops have begun to retreat from a besieged city to move to stronger positions. The industrial city of Sivir Donetsk the administrative center of the Luhansk region, has faced relentless Russian bombardment. Ukrainian troops fought the Russians in house-to-house battles before retreating to a huge chemical factory on the city's edge, where they holed up in its sprawling underground structures with civilians. Luhansk Governor Serhii Heidi said the Ukrainian troops have been ordered to leave Severodonetsk which has been reduced mostly by rubble to rubble and seen a population decline from an estimated 100,000 people to 10,000. The European Union's decision to make Ukraine a candidate for EU membership has offered 
war-weary Ukrainians a morale boost even as the country's military ordered its fighters to retreat from a key city in the eastern Donbass region. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky hailed the decision of EU leaders as vindication for his nation's fight against the Russian's aggression. Others recalled the 2014 revolution that ousted Ukraine's pro-Moscow president, sparked in part by his decision not to complete an EU association agreement. Russian pro- President Vladimir Putin opposed the agreement, just as he demanded before the current war that Ukraine is kept out of NATO. Ukraine applied for EU membership less than a week after Russia invaded. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has urged music fans at the Glastonbury Festival to, quote, spread the truth about Russia's war, unquote, on his country. Zelensky spoke to the crowd in a video message played today at the British Music Extravaganza before a set by the Libertines. The Ukrainian leader said, quote, Russia has stolen our peace, unquote. He called Glastonbury, quote, the greatest concentration of freedom these days, unquote, and asked those attending to support, quote, everyone whose freedom is under attack, unquote. More than 200,000 people are attending the four-day festival in southwest England. Performers include Billie Eilish, Siggy Marley, Foles, Kendrick Lamar, Paul McCartney, and Ukraine's Kalush Orchestra. Coming up next... NASA demands its roaches back. Stay tuned. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Here at the Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. And finally today on New Center 88, if you heard someone had some dust and cockroaches that once belonged to you, would you want them back? Probably not, but the National Space Agency would. NASA has demanded that a Boston-based auction house halt the sale of some moon dust collected during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission. That dust was later fed to cockroaches to see if the lunar surface had any pathogens that might threaten life on Earth. Eventually, the material from that experiment, a vial with moon dust and three cockroach carcasses, was put up for bids, with RR Auctions saying it would fetch at least $400,000, but at NASA's demand, the auction's been called off. The space agency said all Apollo samples ultimately belong to NASA, and no one else has been given permission to keep them after analysis or sell them. 
Tesla CEO Elon Musk's daughter has made it official. A judge has approved her bid to change the name and gender on her birth certificate. The petition was filed in Los Angeles in April, the day after she turned 18. In filing the papers, Vivian Jenna Wilson lists gender identity and dislike for her dad as reasons. In the petition, she declared, quote, I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form, unquote. For most people, seeing a raccoon coming their way means they're going the other way. But authorities in New York State say a couple faces fines because they took a raccoon into their arms and apparently their heart. A worker at a pet store reported the couple to health officials after the couple showed up with the raccoon seeking food for it. They couldn't find any in part since raccoons are dangerous wild beasts, not pets, and they can carry and transmit rabies. The couple was tracked to Attica, New York, where they were found with the raccoon, which they turned over. Each is charged with unlawfully possessing a wild animal, an offense that carries a $500 fine. The raccoon was tested for rabies. Fortunately, the results were negative. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in next week, Monday at 5, for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Rebecca Law, Sequoia Ware, Michael Stanley, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm David Atkins, and your thought of the day is, where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails, and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob, and degrade them, neither persons nor property will be safe. Frederick Douglass, 1865-1865.